LeeTDickey.com. Well, hello, everybody. Lee Dickey here. Welcome to another episode of the Beats and Space podcast and another episode in this Star Wars miniseries here on the Beats and Space podcast. This week, today, I am joined by Tom Klein of the Off the Rails with Tom and Mark podcast. And they won the was the award for best comedy podcast in Wisconsin because that's where they're from. That is their home base, and it's easy to see why. So if you're looking for a good laugh, I highly recommend the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark. But this week, today, right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, we talk Star Wars because this is another episode in the Star Wars mini series. And Tom's a big fan. He reached out after I basically put out the call looking for guests and he wanted to talk Star Wars and I figured yeah let's get him booked let's have him on the show and it was fun you know he was one of the more fun interviews we talked where his fandom started what he thinks of the Disney takeover of Star Wars and how excited he is for the rise of Skywalker and basically all things Star Wars his favorite character who he would like to spend a day with in terms of actors, characters, maybe someone in production, all that good stuff in the realm of Star Wars. It was a lot of fun, and I this interview, you guys are going to love it, I'm sure. But before we get into the interview and, you know, you get to hear all about Tom Klein's fandom of Star Wars and his love for the franchise, I will tell you where you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are available, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review. You can leave reviews on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash LeeTDickey. We're also on YouTube if you search for Lee Dickey TV. Of course, all those links will be in the description below. Now, I want to tell you about my guest, Tom Klein. Yes, he is a big fan of Star Wars, but like I said in the intro, or at least at the beginning of this intro, he does have his own podcast, the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark. They won the best comedy podcast, or the award for best comedy podcast in the state of Wisconsin, which is fantastic and it's easy to see why. So if you're looking for a good laugh, subscribe to and find wherever podcasts are available the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark. And of course, I will put all those links in the description below. They're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the majors. And they're having Tom on this episode and on the show was fantastic. You guys are going to love the interview. Of course, all the links to subscribe to myself, Lee Dickey, and the Beat to End Speaks podcast will be in the description below. As many links as I could find for the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark will be in the description below so you can go subscribe to Tom, his co-host Mark, and their producer slash co-host Molly. Fantastic. I loved having him on the show. You guys are going to love this interview. So you know where to find Tom, Tom Klein, the Off the Rails podcast with Tom and Mark, myself, Lee Dickey, and this show, the Beats and Speaks podcast, which you should already be listening to, by the way. So you know all of that. All the links, 
They're all linked in the description. And I'm going to stop talking in this intro and we're going to get right to the interview right here. This is myself and Tom Klein here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, episode two in this Star Wars miniseries where I just let Tom gush about his love of Star Wars. You guys are going to enjoy it. So here we go. Hi, this is Tom Klein from Off the Rails with Tom and Mark, and you're listening to Beats and Speaks podcast with Lee Dickey. So Tom, I appreciate the fact that you took the time out to come on the show, and thank you for your interest in coming uh, coming on the uh, Beats and Speaks podcast this week. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. I uh, listened to one of your shows, uh, your first interview, and I thought you did a very great job with your first interview, especially because I could tell that it was a tougher interview, but you handled it well. I, I, appre- I appreciate that. I think that was my uh, my first interview in about a decade. So oh, wow. I was, because um, I, I work in um, media as well, right? And I spent, I've spent time in radio and television. So I'm, you know, I'm a little out of practice, but I'm glad that the the first couple episodes at least went well. Um, I, I I appreciate the fact that you took the time out to do this and uh, that you want to talk Star Wars. Now I'm going to be completely honest with you. I know next to nothing about Star Wars. I'm not the biggest fan, and uh, I'm looking for you to basically educate me and my audience. So Star Wars. Let's. All right. Let's. Uh, I have about five different Darth Vader things sitting in front of me in my studio right now, so you can tell that that is obviously my favorite character. But fair. So you want me to kind of give you the Star Wars sales pitch, hey? Eh? Pretty much. I mean, I know they've been around for longer than I've been alive. So. Okay. Uh, like, where does your fandom with Star Wars start? Uh, it starts with the original trilogy. It's as a kid, uh, you know, just I remember my dad. He's kind of like a, a man's man, a hunter. Uh, he goes fishing all the time. Wouldn't really think he was into Star Wars, but he really sat me down and had me watch the movies. And it was just like, wow, this doesn't seem like the type of movie he would enjoy. And he did. So, I mean, the nerd in me just loves every little part about star wars i mean you think futuristic movie but the first words that you see on screen are like a long time ago like whoa you're already blowing my mind this is so futuristic but this happened a long time ago that's not you know the science fiction behind it is just really really throws you off and then you see the the star destroyer panning over and it's just absolutely humongous. And later on you find out that compared to the death star, this thing is just microscopic. So the size has to like retrain your brain to think in space dimensions. Like, wow, we're really, we're really tiny, you know, <laughs> it's just, so it's great. Here's so the, the yeah, here's a question. Um, I know that you're big into star Wars, but, how do you feel about the argument between Star Wars and Star Trek? Uh, I, I hate when people argue about it because I was just watching Voyager yesterday. I don't think there should be an argument. It's two different entities and you can love them both like children. You know, you don't have to pick your favorite kid. You can love them both a different way. I like Next Generation is just was so far ahead of its time. That's my I favorite. That's my that's my favorite uh, incarnation of Star Trek, to be honest with you. 
yeah, the, the next generation. Well, I've just had Molly watching the Borg episode with Picard being captured the other day. So, nice. you know, I don't think there should be an argument. I think you can like both. They're your children. You like space stuff. You don't have to pick one. Yeah, I mean, we're all lost in a galaxy somewhere. I mean, sure, there's life on other planets. Why not? Yeah, if I had to choose, though, I got to go Star Wars, even yeah. though there's so much more screen time on Star Trek that it's, you know, they just dwarf them with that. And they're both ahead of their time. Mm. I mean, there's only a few movies like Star Wars that you can say are special effects movies of a generation. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about uh, Star Wars, you think about Jurassic Park, you think about, you know, Avatar. Uh, the Matrix, Star Wars, those are just like completely new steps in uh, what would you special effects. I mean, the first time I saw them go in the light speed, I'm like, that is driving in the snow. I can, yep. every time I drive in the snow, I'm like, we are going light speed. We are, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I suppose it takes you right back to your childhood then. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. It's It's one of those movies where. If you don't know the characters much, you know at least Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Yeah. You, know, you know the basic players, Darth Vader, everybody. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it brought different adolescent cliques together where in like the 70s and 80s, you see all these movies like Grease and stuff where there's like greasers, there's jocks, there's nerds. It was, it was very segregated with who you hung out with back there. Yeah. But I think Star Wars was a way that kind of brought everybody to the same movie theater, brought everybody together because the force is so cool that even if you are what, what would they say? The AV club nerd, you can picture yourself as Luke Skywalker. You don't need to be the big football playing Jack guy to be the best because the force. And if you're kind of like an outsider greaser guy, you can be like, you know, who's actually really cool. I like Han Solo. He's my yeah. guy. He's the scoundrel. Yeah. He's, you know. Like there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a Danny Zuko, but with Star Wars on, you know, just plastered all over it, right? Yeah. Um, Even if you like Bigfoot, we got one of them in Star Wars. You're good to go. An old Chewbacca, right? Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. I know for me, like, I might not be massively into the films. Um, actually, I'll mm-hmm. tell you a quick story. Like, I think one of my relatives, they brought me because the first Star Wars film to be released in my lifetime, I think, was in episode one. Okay. So I think I might have been like nine or ten when that movie came out. Yeah. And I had like next to no interest and I, I, I honestly don't know why. I guess maybe it was like, from what I hear, George Lucas when he pitched the franchise to Fox or at least the first film, he pitched it as sort of like a, a space Western. That's what it really is. It's that's why the two generations, like a father and son can like it. It's a classic hero space Western. It really is. You got the good guy, the bad guy, the damsel in distress. I think that's a great way to describe it. Uh, who's what's the bad guy wear in every cowboy movie? All black. Wow, all black. Yeah. Wow, that's. I. You know what? I never really thought about it that way, but I, I suppose it it makes sense. I mean, and this to me shows sort of like George Lucas's genius, where I think 
I was watching some sort of like behind the scenes documentary about uh, Star Wars or even George Lucas himself, where when it came to directing the film, he basically, the deal that he worked out with Fox was, I'm going to severely reduce like his director fee. I think it, he knocked his fee down to like $150,000, but he worked the deal so that no matter how much time went by, he basically kept all the merchandising rights. Yeah, he merchandised the hell out of it, which was uh, part of the reason why the Star Wars franchise, I think, is not doing as well in that department nowadays is there wasn't three years between films. Yeah. They're just shooting them off every nine months and, hey, let us miss it a little bit, you know? It's, it's the old, like, how do I miss you if you won't go away? Exactly. Or yeah. like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, I mean, let's let's get into that then. Like, how do you feel about the the Disneyfication, I suppose, of uh, Star Wars? Like, how do you feel that the fact that um, about um, the fact that the George Lu- George Lucas basically like sold out to Disney for an astronomical amount of money, and I want to be his best friend at this point. Yeah, but he still keeps like the phrases Jedi, and you know, you you can't use that in the new stuff. I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it it was one of those deals. But how do you basically? How do you feel about Disney taking over? Cause I haven't uh, seen any of the new of the new films. I've seen snippets. The of new here. ones are too forced with uh, their political agenda that, and it doesn't make sense. Uh, they try to put a strong female force, you know, strong female leads, which you know I I'm gonna tread on lightly. <laughs> it's, I'm gonna talk a little easy, but. When you watch the movie Alien, mm-hmm. you've seen Alien? Sigourney Weaver's fantastic Did in that you film, even yeah. know or care? Because at the beginning of the movie, you didn't, you didn't think Sigourney Weaver was going to be the main character. No. And uh, then it turns into the main character, and it's such a natural flow, and yep. it's just you're rooting for her, and you walk out of the movie, and you never thought twice that, oh, my God, this is a female lead. But yeah. now in Star Wars they're just pounding it down your throat. Here's a female lead. She's poorly written, but here's another female lead. And I suppose like, yeah, it's like, why? I suppose that's the way, like that, that's the way the world is now. Right. Where. Yeah. Every, you have to have like, and I'm not knocking a strong female lead. I'm really not, but you have to have that. Like every TV show, every movie, every like commercial, everything that is commercialized that's on our, screens nowadays everything has to have a strong female lead i'm not knocking it but it's everywhere why don't you do it where it's written in a way that we don't notice because that's been done before in other movies yeah well i think nowadays because we're into like to the end of 2019 now we're i don't know whether it's hollywood thinking that we're stupid like (laughs) because we have this like I think we're in an, an era now in society and life where there's such a um, a pull for like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So everybody seems that seems to think that they have to cater to that. Like if you don't get a response right away, like they must have forgotten about me. Well, I, they're they're trying to please. Uh, people who don't see their movies or even in the comic book world 
you know, nobody, no eight-year-old little boy who reads comics really wants to buy the new female Thor. Sorry, he just doesn't, but you made everybody else happy, but who's at the comic book store with their lunch money that they saved all week to buy the comics? Right. You're not, you're not pleasing the right people. You're pleading, you're pleasing you're, you're the trying to ple- people. You're trying to please too many masters, basically. Yeah. And it's and it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I'm not um, a fan of the new ones. I I hold my Star Wars to the original three. Yeah, and I only give the Return of the Jedi credit because it was necessary. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite. Fair point. So, of the original three, mm-hmm. can you pick a favorite? Oh, definitely. It's uh, Empire Strikes Back. And why? And. It, Man, because I'm coming at this from a complete okay newbie standpoint. It's like the first time in cinema history that the sequel was better than the original. You don't see that often. Uh, I was talking to somebody else about that. They said The Godfather was better. I'm like, yeah, if you like The Godfather. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm a Star Wars guy. I can't sit through The Godfather. I ain't got five hours. Fair, yeah. Just like that's an entire work day for some people. So you get... The Death Star blows up, and now you come at it with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader's pissed off. Luke meets Yoda. They bring in Yoda, this crazy, smart, just well-written character. You bring in, uh, you thought uh, Han Solo was cool? Well, here's Lando Calrissian. He's even cooler. We got the Emperor shows up. Uh, you have the, the giant twist, you know. You find out Luke, you know, just the, you don't need a crazy strong fight scene. You know, it's just kind of tapping back and forth lightsabers, but it's so powerfully written that you find out when Darth Vader cuts off Luke's hand, he, he wasn't actually cutting off his hand. He was removing his own lightsaber away from him to try to pull him to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much more meaning like that you didn't need the 15 minute fight scene at the end of episode six between Darth Vader and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You didn't need that. It was, you needed the little bit of dialogue where Luke just says, you know, F it. I'm going to fall down this tube. I can't handle that. The bad guy I've been trying to kill is my father. I should have listened to Yoda. I should have trained. I lost my lightsaber i found out now that the chick i was making out with is my sister because i can speak to her and she can use the force and find me and somehow on the millennium falcon they just have a stock issue extra right hand (laughs) in their med bay because somehow this isn't awkward at all yeah like wait a minute if that was my ship i'd be like dude i got four lefts i (laughs) i know you need a right i'm i can't find you a right it's like a glove sorry dude I can cut your feet off and put left hands there, but I can't, I can't can, find we, a right for the life of me. Hollywood magic. We can make this work, can't we? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, I know that for me, I, I've, again, I'm not the biggest fan of the films. I've, I've barely sat through, like, the original trilogy. I think I've seen about 20 minutes of episode one. Um, I actually still have the original VHS tape that, I, uh, that was given to me it's in my basement somewhere collecting dust, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, how do you feel about the music? Because I know for me, John Williams, um, cause I, um, 
I'm a musician and producer as well. Mm-hmm. He is one of my, like, if I were to get him on this show, that would be a bucket oh, list yeah. thing for me. That would like, if he were to like sit across from me and just have a coffee or a tea, that would be a bucket list. Just let me stare at you for five minutes. Cause it, it, that for me is like just incredible. Yeah, it was like, brilliant. I mean, between the opening sequence and the way they used the Imperial March when Darth Vader was around just gave you chills. Like, oh, man. It, it was so cool. I, I love everything about it. The original trilogy minus the Ewoks in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. That's what pisses me off still to this day. I can't watch that part. But seeing Leia in, you know, a bikini was kind of nice. Yeah, it's just sort of like, well, that, that'll take the edge off, right? Yeah, like we got these tiny little bears that are going to beat the basically SS or secret police, the highest trained, you know, Navy SEALs of the Imperial Order. And they're, these little things are going to take them out with sticks and stones. Uh-huh. No, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah, like get in there. Like, yeah, give me something that I can use. Yeah. So... Um, if you could just from a personal standpoint, since you're a fan, if you could spend a day, say with any character, actor, anybody in production from like any Star Wars film or anything of the franchise, who would it be? Probably. I know this is, he wasn't really in it or whatever, but I'm very curious to talk to James Earl Jones during that giant twist because he was the only one besides George Lucas that knew the twist was coming because it was edited in post. The actor who was playing in the Darth Vader suit actually said, I killed your father and everybody on scene knew I killed your father but to keep it a secret James Earl Jones did the voiceover acting and he said I am your father mm-hmm. and I just want to know like do you think that type of thing wouldn't have leaked nowadays is there any way that you know it wouldn't have been on reddit or how did you keep that secret or did you even know you had a secret to keep yeah because I- I guess when the actors saw that on screen was the first time they knew that the line has been changed. Yeah. I figure, well, even, I don't think there, it's very hard to keep anything a secret nowadays with the advent of like social media, everybody on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever else. And everybody's basically got a computer with a camera in their pockets now. So I, if, if, if the original Star Wars film or films were to kick off like today, I, I would think that it would be everywhere and there's no way you could keep it a secret. You could keep it. Just... And wouldn't you like to ask James Earl Jones how he gets, like when he, he filmed the original Star Wars, nobody knew this was going to be a huge hit. Yeah. Um, and he gets tied to this when literally he sat in a room kind of like you are doing a podcast and just read lines for one day. Probably, yeah, that's all it is. Just like, and now he, he got pr- brought into this. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like, I was my, uh, the, the first interview I did for this mini series yesterday, uh, Mm -hmm. the the guy that I was talking to, he said that, um, like, I know that Mark Hamill basically didn't get paid any 
money he got paid in a percentage um, when it came to like his role in the film and shrewd business decision. Cause I mean, he's sitting pretty right now. I think he said it yeah. was something like 0.05%. And yeah. just, just think about the juggernaut that star Wars Dude. in itself is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to have, wow. to have it last as long as it has. I mean, where are we, 42 years later? Well, I think that's kind of what ruined a little bit of Return of the Jedi. I think the reason Lucas added, like, the Ewoks <clears throat> was for more merchandising and stuff like that. So he's getting a huge cut of, or you know, the merchandising on Star Wars, everybody, everybody had all these toys. It was just insane. Yeah. Well, I don't know I, who has more merchandise, Star Wars or Kiss. <laughs> that's that's an interesting question. I'd actually that would yeah that would that is interesting. Like I have no idea because well, Gene Simmons just merchandise well, well, everything. Mer- merchandise the hell out of Kiss, right? And they're still pulling yeah. in, you know, money out of everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that I mean that would that would be an interesting debate. Like who has more like who has more merch and. Where does it, you know, who is, who's basically the better salesman? Yeah. If they could just somehow make an actual lightsaber, who wouldn't want that? I mean, there were three things that I wanted as a kid for every Christmas list. Top three items was lightsaber, proton pack, hoverboard. That's all I want for Christmas. Just give me them three things. Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and Back to the Future? Yep. Those were your, those were the three films or three franchises well that was you know the merchandise you wanted everybody wanted a hoverboard Mm. i would have gone with like self-lacing nikes and or like that self-drying vest self-drying vest yeah or a a pizza oven that can make it in one second right you know what was scary i know like i know we're getting into like back to the future a little bit but like the fact that they were almost right when it came to like the Cubs winning the World Series, yeah, that was scary. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I think the uh, the Back to the Future Part Two is set in 2015, and the Cubs won it the following year. Yeah, they were one year off on it. It was that is that's the trippiest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. I, I don't know whether or not it's like just pure happenstance or oh, a, a giant Hollywood crystal ball. Yeah. But um, how do you feel about, say, like the – I don't know if you've seen any of the like the television series or – Like um, the Clone Wars you're talking? Yeah, like any sort of like TV adaptation. No? Well, how do you – But so, Have you seen the – the Christmas special? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I can't get through more than 20 minutes of it. It's so bad. Well, they, uh, like, they usually are. Like, when you realize that something is a, just being used to milk a franchise, oh, then it's just man. like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I believe George Lucas tried to buy up every every single copy that was made and tried to destroy him, but it still got out. Sort of like E.T. on the original Nintendo? Oh, that was uh, Atari 2600, the E.T. game. Was it? Oh, jeez. Yep. But yeah, they, 
they actually found it was supposed to be an urban legend that they were buried in the desert, but they actually found them buried in the desert. Yeah, all no, the copy. That's probably where they put them all. They're just like we can't move these things. What do we do? Well, where's the landfill? They're all coming back. Yeah. Yeah, just. I, um, yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. Uh, your question was, how do I feel about the TV? Basically, TV how do you how, how do you feel about the TV adaptations when it comes to Star Wars? I believe that's it's only the the cartoon ones, but I mean it it brought back Darth Maul. I didn't like that. Uh, no one's ever gonna die. You're, there's no real suspense in a TV series. You, it's just if you like it, they'll add more characters. They'll bring in characters from the from the book you can get more nerdy in it i preferred you know the video game adaptations a little more Mm -hmm. just because i was controlling it but i don't know i felt like watching them you know ashana toko or whatever i believe her name was was never really in any danger fair you know i'm not gonna lose count dooku in this episode we're not going you know yeah well like i know um obi-wan's not gonna die Even though they're making it seem like he's really close. But. It's fine. He's old. Like, let's just write him off. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But, I mean, I know that um, for me, when I was a kid, the Star Wars was the biggest thing. Because, again, like, the, uh, episode one came out. What was that? I think that was the Phantom Menace. 99? Yeah. Yeah. And Phantom Menace. Every, everybody in my school was talking about it. I, I had no interest. But I know that. I had a Nintendo 64 as a kid and I there was a Star Wars video game that came out for it. I don't remember the title, but okay. I remember like I asked my dad to buy it and he did, but he's like I guarantee you you're probably not going to like it. Okay, yeah. cuz I I think he knew that I wasn't a big fan of Star Wars. Mm. And I tried for, I've tried for years, like probably right up until maybe, I don't know, I started high school. I tried for years to play that game and I just couldn't. Shadows of the Empire or Rogue Squadron? I think it might have been Shadows of the Empire. Okay. But um, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But I, I tried forever to try and play that game and try and ingratiate myself into this Star Wars like sort of universe or fandom. I couldn't do it. And I don't know why. I just I, I suppose it just didn't appeal to me as much as like Star Trek did, but Well, is there a character you connect with? Not really. There you go. I couldn't I couldn't really connect with a character. Like I know that there are people out there that are like you know han solo was the guy or you had like luke skywalker or you know princess leia in a bikini yeah if that tickles your fancy i like like darth vader man in the empire straight back one of the greatest lines ever when he made a deal with lando about uh han solo and everybody and he lando's like hey you changed the deal and just so badass is you know you should thank yourself i didn't change the deal further or you know be happy i don't change the deal further and it's like well what do you say this guy literally chokes people to death through cameras Mm -hmm. (laughs) like 
like, damn, he's a badass and he knows it. And you can't do anything. I just was like, wow. Yeah. I like, I like watching Darth Vader just come in and mess people up. <laughs> yeah, this always, I think it's always fun when you just get like the antagonist or even the protagonist just going into a scene and whooping ass completely. Well, I mean, that was the crazy thing about uh, Return of the Jedi. Or Empire Strikes Back, sorry. Luke got an ass whooping at the end of the movie. Yeah. He emotionally he was defeated. Physically he was defeated. And even at the end of the third movie, he still took an ass whooping. He didn't listen to Yoda. Darth Vader, you know. Yeah, he he gave him the whooping. Yeah. It was you know, it's you you need a bad guy. Uh, they gave him the coolest voice on planet Earth. Just came in and choked you through a camera, promoted the next guy next to you. You could tell. Yeah. Was not sure he enjoyed his promotion mm-hmm. because Darth Vader is now my boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm moving on up. Shit, I answer right to Darth Vader. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, How do you, like, I don't know much about Boba Fett. So, and I, I from what I hear, he, mm-hmm. uh, has basically very minimal screen time. But yes. Oh, it's the, it's the imagery. And this is, I'd like to make a point that the less you tell sometimes, sometimes, you know, you show this bounty hunter and you see this giant scar or scratch across his helmet. And he stands out and Darth Vader is actually making a deal with him and giving him Han Solo for the huts. And it's like, this guy's got to be pretty fucking badass if... Sorry, I'm not sure if I can swear or not. That's this fine. Guy's gotta I'm, be, I'm not going to govern you. Don't worry. <laughs> this guy's got to be pretty freaking badass if... As I just say ass again. Like... <laughs> there, yeah. Sorry. This guy's pretty cool if Darth Vader's letting him slide with uh, the bounty. Yeah. You don't need to explain where that came from. You don't need to explain how Darth Vader has breathing problems <laughs> you know you don't need to tell all of that Le- the greatest place this story can take place these backstories are in your own mind or talking with your friends or wondering how this happens when you make the the sequels and explain you know darth vader was a kid this is, you don't need that it's so much better in mm-hmm. your mind like we're gonna have the people of uh, from Krampenstock on. They run a Krampus fest. Okay. Cool. So the story of Krampus is a German story and he comes and takes children away. Yeah. And what what does he do with them? You tell the kids, I don't know. Because in the child's mind, whatever you think you can imagine is not going to be as terrifying as what that kid is thinking. If you just tell them, we don't know, no one's ever came back. Then they boom, can... You just psychologically terrorize these kids so either that or you like it's either you psychologically terrorize the kids or you let them use their own imaginations there you go and that's what star wars did they let you use your own imagination on a lot of these points and the prequels or the sequels prequel sequels whatever Mm -hmm. they told stories that were better left untold it didn't need to see the Clone Wars. You just needed that one line that says, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. We didn't need a whole episode two of the Clone Wars, you know, to know that. It, 
like, I wonder what the Clone Wars were. There were a lot of Jedi, and now there's not. Your own mind takes you into, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to sit back, watch these, pretend you didn't see the first ones. And then with your buddies, now you have three years to talk about Star Wars, thinking of all these questions with each other and just wanting it more and more. Three years is a long time, so... And you know, you know it, I saw it, it later it, on, so I only it goes by me. at the drop of a hat too, right? Because as you get older, yeah. time just seems to speed up, speed up, and it's um, even faster when they're dropping them out every nine months, like Disney was trying to do. Everybody gets their own off, yeah. You know, and it's just I well, even okay. So, how do you feel about the rise of Skywalker? I know you you don't think much of the new films, but are you going? Do you plan to see the rise of Skywalker just? For the yeah. sake, sake of seeing it, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them all in the theater, so i got to see this one. And they're bringing back an Emperor, who was awesome. But then it goes back to, can't anybody die? Darth Maul now was not, not dead. Oh, he was chopped in half and thrown down a giant tube. Okay. Well, the Emperor, what are you going to do? I don't know. He, he didn't die now? Just wait to suspend disbelief, yeah. Yeah. So what you do is you cry wolf. And then you can never kill anybody and have anybody get the the emotional connection to a death in Star Wars because you brought so many people back. You know, why should I be sad that this person dies? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to bring them back in five years. Just, yeah, <laughs> you know? like, we'll see them, at, you know, in the middle of the next trilogy. Yeah. You, lo- you lose your credibility when you just keep bringing characters back from the dead. Yeah. Well, okay. One last yeah. question before we wrap no up here. I, w- I just want to get your opinion on this. Do you think Yoda is the greatest teacher? No. The greatest creature? Teacher. Teacher. Yeah. Oh, teacher. Okay. Um, well, I guess there's only two real other teachers that would be... Okay. You got Yoda. You got Mick from Rocky. Mm-hmm. And you got Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Fair. Wax on, wax off. So... I guess Mick Goldman from Rocky took a nobody, took two movies to get him to the title. That was pretty good. Mm. Uh, it seems like Yoda has a lot of a bad track record, you know. A lot of these Jedis he trained kind of went to the dark side. Can you give him a lot of credit there? I mean, Count Dooku, uh, technically he says um, Anakin Skywalker turned into Darth Vader. Could you could you just chalk that up to temptation? I suppose. Uh, who do you blame? The teacher or the student? Maybe if Yoda taught a little better about not going to the dark side. <clears throat> I or, suppose. And then, yeah, Mr. Miyagi has a pretty good track record. Yeah, that's in America, true. but so greatest teacher. I I don't think I can chalk it up to Yoda just because he has too many Sith lords under. Right under his belt when i mean one is enough right didn't he train palpatine or no he didn't train palpatine no he did not okay he trained anakin he trained darth vader there yeah f it you're done he's that's 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 your product okay you trained your greatest enemy yeah way to go you trained darth vader there you go oh brother you don't get it (laughs) well tom i appreciate uh Lee, you thank in, you very much. In, in enlightening me and my audience on Star Wars and 
who knows maybe like this has sold me on the whole like let's go see it or at least wait till it comes out on digital media so i can stream it or buy it at some point maybe i will lay my eyes on a full uh star wars film at some point in my lifetime but yeah, um, if you want uh we had on the show uh charlie ross one man star wars if you ever get a chance to see him he does the entire trilogy on a broadway performance by himself with all the voices all the music one man on stage wow it's incredible i will i'll definitely look him up for sure definitely. um but I th- uh, thank you again for coming on the show. I appreciate uh, the time that you took today in enlightening me and my audience on uh, your fandom of Star Wars. Uh, All right. Thank you again. I'm sure, I'm sure we will uh, catch you somewhere down the road. But if you're on social media, I will give you the platform. Just tell my audience and tell people where they can find you. Oh, definitely go to Off the Rails with Tom and Mark. Just search us. You can... Uh, the key phrase on everything, if you want to directly find us, is off the rails TM. Otherwise, just punch us in off the rails with Tom and Mark. We just won Best Comedy Podcast in Wisconsin. And uh, if, if you can't find us, that just means you're not looking for us. So Fair. we're everywhere. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Tom. Um, All right. Really Thank appreciate you very much. Really appreciated uh, you on the show and loved chatting with you. I'm sure we will catch you down the road. And um, again, thank you for your time. And it was a real, real pleasure getting to uh, experience your fandom of Star Wars and chatting with you, sir. Thank you very much, Leo. Talk to you later. Appreciate it. Well, there it is. There it was. There it goes. My interview with Tom Klein right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, episode number two in the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Tom, I want to thank you again for reaching out and wanting to come on the show and educate me and my audience on your fandom of Star Wars. It was a lot of fun. You are always welcome back. Same thing with your producer, Molly Westenberger, who helped us out a tremendous deal in the recording and production process of this interview. So, Tom, Molly, if you guys ever want to come back, the door is always open. My inbox is always on. If your co-host, Mark, ever wants to make an appearance, again, the same applies to him. Inbox is always on. And there's always going to be a spot for you guys here. If one of you wants to come back, if two of you want to come back, if all three of you want to make an appearance all at the same time, I'm sure we can work something out so you guys can come back and we can share a Wi-Fi connection and just have a good old-fashioned conversation about absolutely anything. But again, just a reminder, you can find new episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available New episodes are released every Friday at midnight Eastern Time. And if you're looking for more laughs, because you get plenty of them here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, you can find Tom Klein's show with his co-host Mark and Molly Westenberger off the rails with Tom and Mark on iTunes, Spotify, and all the major platforms. I will post as many links to their show as humanly possible. You can also find the Beats and Speaks podcast, this show, on YouTube by searching for Lee Dickey TV. But thanks again to my guest, Tom Klein, and his producer, Molly Westenberger, for helping out and coming on the show. It was a lot of fun. Again, if you guys ever want to come back, the door is always open, and I will always have a spot for you here. And just as a reminder, you should go listen to Off the Rails with Tom and Mark. You want to know why? Because they're funny guys, and they won 
the best comedy podcast in the state of Wisconsin. So what more do you need to know? Go listen to, go subscribe to, and go download Off the Rails with Tom and Mark, with Tom Klein, your co-host Mark, and their producer slash co-host, Molly Westenberger. I mean, what more do you need? Off the Rails with Tom and Mark. It's a fantastic show. And this show right here, the Beats and Speaks podcast, new episodes go live every Friday at midnight Eastern time. Again, on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube under Lee Dickey TV, and wherever you get your podcasts. But there it is, my interview with Tom, Tom Klein, episode number two in this Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review, too, on iTunes or your preferred podcast app and player of choice. And now available, the reviews, you can leave them right on my official official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey. And I will read them out right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast and feature them on my official website, LeeTDickey.com. If you want to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at LeeTDickey at gmail.com and we will set something up so you and I can have a good old-fashioned good conversation and go back and forth and talk about absolutely everything and anything under the sun all right but there it is another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast in the books hope you guys enjoyed it again please comment like share and subscribe and we will see you all and talk to you all next Friday at midnight eastern time for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast all right I'm Lee Dickey and I'm signing off peace tdickey.com